everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to bring you some Veronica questions and to give you a little catch-up on the pets. Um, I remember last time we spoke, I um, had to report that Miss Marple had left the building. And as I reported, it was peaceful, under the covers, perfect spot for a rescue to decide to cross over because she was safe, she was warm. Her belly was full from the night before, and she was sleeping, like, in my armpit all night. So I'm still remaining steadfastly happy that that, you know, happened for her. Now, you have to understand also she's been back to see me a few times. Now, I know that sounds a little crazy, but I have two cats and two other dogs still in my office. There used to be three dogs with Marple and then the two cats. Pumpkin and Little One, they put up with the dogs. They certainly don't mingle with dogs. And Pumpkin will go out of her way to avoid even getting down on the floor if they're awake because she doesn't like them. I mean, they just don't get along. Uh, they don't fight or anything. They're just, she's like, ew, dogs. Since Marple passed, the very next day, I walk into my office to find sleeping between Biddy and Nellie just like Marple used to do. And I'm looking at it, and, she, and the cat looks up at me, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she just closed her eyes and turned around and went back to sleep. And I'm like, hmm. She stayed there all day. She came up for her food and then went back down and stayed there. And she's been there for the past week sleeping between two dogs that normally she does not like so much. So I think Marple is visiting, and I think that she's enjoying the time, and she's make, and I think she's enjoying making Pumpkin do and say things that she normally wouldn't do because she was a little stinker um, underneath all of her uh, cuteness. So anyway, I am enjoying that part aspect of it. I'm still waiting on Guinness to come back to me. Um, I, I've been looking a little bit, but I want I want the energy to be so he comes to me because I want him to be ready, and I'm hoping for something young, because two pet deaths in one month was really <laughs> not optimal. Um, it, it was a bit, a bit much at the end of the day. So I'm looking for somebody who's going to be a little younger so I have some time before I have to go through something like that again, because it was debilitating. Losing, one was, losing Guinness was bad enough, and then to lose Marple, even though it was beautiful, and even though I expected it because she was very old as well, um, it was still difficult. Um, they're like my children. And I know all you pet owners, dog owners, cat owners out there know exactly what I'm talking about. They become your children. Even if you have 10 human children, an animal can come become just like your child. They're like a two-year-old that you have constantly for the rest of your life. So I will report again next week. Um, every week I'm asking the universe, send me something, send me something, help Guinness. And he's still, you know, he's still in my hands. My hands have been tingling since his death on uh, March 14th. So I'm hoping that he's still in there. I think he is. And uh, see what happens. So I'll let you all know next week. So, Tony. Yeah. What are you doing over there? So you hear well, my little catch-up stories here. Well, um, Duke went in to the vet for, well, like I mentioned last week, the kids can only get trimmed if they're sedated. 
So I take them to the vet so they're watched and taken care of. Well, they asked me if I wanted Duke's teeth cleaned, and I said yes. Well, with the x-ray, they had to pull 10 teeth. Oh. Yeah. Um, I read that dogs have like 42 teeth. This is true. Uh, Yeah. I went through um, this with Biddy, little Biddy. Had an abscess too. Her little face was swollen up a bit, yeah. and I took her in. And the doc and the doctor called me, and he said, "Well, I've got that one out." He says, "But there's like ten other teeth, you oh. know, on the brink yeah. of being abscessed, you know." And I'm like, "I said, can you put? Is she gonna have any teeth left?" And he said, "They had forty-four teeth." Okay, all right. So he said, "If we take ten out, he says, and especially if they're bad teeth." He said it's just going to be a problem. She's going to walk. He's going to walk around with, you know, or Biddy is going to walk around with a, you know, bad things going on and, and infections and things. He says you're going to be in here again to pull them out later. So let's just get it done. I said right. okay. And there's been no difference. Um, I I opened her little mouth a little bit and looked and looked and I could see the spaces where the teeth were pulled, and the gums were heavily inflamed. Yeah. So yeah. I think sometimes pulling them out, especially if they're gone bad, is a good thing for the dog. But, but you know, I don't remember when we were kids growing up, any of my dogs having to have teeth pulled. Never. It's a, it's a different world. Back it's then, a, I, I can't even remember taking an animal to the veterinarian unless it was, you know, have, having know. real severe problems of some sort. That's just not something you did. No. And, I mean, Alex had three teeth pulled maybe six months ago. Duke now had ten teeth pulled. Uh, And they did go and groom him. He looks lovely. They gave me antibiotic and something to kind of sedate him. So he's Mm -hmm. been sleeping a lot. Um, Well, he has to recover. It was an ordeal. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think more for me than for him. Um, but other than that, did. I know. <laughs> but other than that, you know, everyone's doing just fine. I'm recovering from my gum surgery. So Duke and I are both both recovering. I see. Both of you have mouth issues. We have mouth issues, both of us. Uh, so I'm still recovering. Wow. The throbbing is calming down quite a bit. So Duke and I are a pair. Ah. Yeah. Cool. So other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> and we've, oh, and out here, it's finally 80 degrees. Finally. Finally. Oh, you little baby, you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you little baby. Well, in California, we are spoiled rotten to the core. When it comes to weather, we are spoiled. And this year we had snow, sleet, hail. I know. <laughs> temperatures, freezing temperatures. I lost a couple of my beloved plants that oh. just couldn't take it. You poor thing. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. So it was a very cold winter for Californians. And, and I have a brother who lives back in Michigan, and he, he's like, I don't even want to hear about your complaining about, you know, no. being 50 degrees. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. All of us from the East Coast or the Midwest, we don't want to hear it. 
You're being a baby. Right. right. I know. My brother says, seriously, you're complaining? I said, well, it's cold. And he goes, oh, my God. He said, it's 14 below here right now. Talk to me about cold. Right. I'm like, oh, Just put okay. sweater on. <laughs> Just put a sweater on. Yeah, I know. Oh, so, God. anyways, I'm going to go get Veronica and okay. uh, talk to our audience for a moment. All right. Hi, everyone. Isn't she a baby? I mean, come on. The people who are listening from the East Coast and the Midwest, come on. Put a friggin' sweater on, girl. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. She doesn't even remember what... Snow boots are. Boy, I'd love to get her up here in the winter. Anyway, I'd love, love you guys to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you, Veronica. Our first question is coming from Joni. Can we tap into our parallel lives and see how they would be if we had made other choices? Well, it's not a system that is set up so that you can check in while you're in another life, into the life um, while you're living it. Parallel lives offer you the opportunity to experience all choices. And the time you check on those things and look at those things is in your life review where you're talking about different things and you are able then to encompass all of the parallel lives without having to go through them singularly like in a linear fashion. It wasn't designed that way. It was designed to have the experiences, but there is no real connection between you and your parallel lives other than the fact it's a parallel life. So no. You don't tap into them while you're still living the life. You can view them and look at every detail once you're on the other side. And that's usually when you really need the information, not when you're still here. All right. Our next question is coming from Perry. After practicing raising and lowering our frequency, how would we be able to tell if it was a success? Your frequency helps you design your reality. When you are of lower frequency, you are participating in that not as abundant energy. And therefore, when you move through your day, when you're encountering other people, you don't feel it. The way to feel it is because when your frequency is higher, you feel better. You feel more connected. You actually feel more grounded. And you're able to have a peaceful harmony in, in your interior that at a lower frequency you cannot um, because the energy is a little thicker, a little denser, and not available to create in the way that you would want to. So you can tell by how you feel, the calmness you feel, the energy that you feel, that difference because you're it's very difficult to get into chaotic linear energy when you have a very high frequency. And so, therefore, it rather protects you, safe on the riffraff of energy that might not be conducive to your well-being. So that's how you can tell. All right. Our next question is coming from Henrietta. 
I understand that we live in a multidimensional environment, but I, I'm rather confused as how it works. If one of the media in one dimension, wait a minute, but I, but I am rather confused as how it works. If one of the dimensions, does it affect all the other ones in the other dimension. If, if one of me dies in one dimension, does it affect all the other ones? We think it's a okay. question. Okay, and we good. say, yes, your participation in other dimensional spaces that could be parallel do have an effect upon you in the one you have right now. It can have a negative effect, it can have a positive effect, or it could be a neutral effect. But let's say you die in this particular life that you are living. The other dimensional parts of you will feel a shift in energy. Now, they're not going, a lot of them aren't going to realize what's really going on, but that's what happens. So when you are dealing with a particular life and you die in it, it does ripple through the energy through the other parts of you, the parallel parts of you. And also, you can be participating in other dimensional spaces that have nothing to do with parallel lives. But you are feeling the energy. You feel a difference in frequency. Most don't notice it because they're so involved in focusing in the dimension that they're in that it takes a rare individual who can feel all of them as succinctly as they can in the one that they're in. Paying attention to it. Uh, pay attention to how you feel every day energetically, not just how you feel physically, but energetically. That could be a clear indicator of what is going on with you. So decide okay. to take the time, slow down a little bit of that busy day of yours, and think about it and allow the energy to come in. We think you'll be pleased. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tammy writes in, it seems to me that I never dream. So how would I keep a dream journal? Why don't I dream? Everyone dreams. However, the ability to connect with it and view it varies from individual to individual. Sometimes there are past life moments where maybe the dream state offered you an opportunity and you didn't take it or it didn't go well. So you might be experiencing a moment of disconnect because your soul, your energy had such an experience with it that it doesn't want to do it again. And no, you can't keep a dream journal if you can't remember the dreams. We agree with that. But we do say that if you feel you're not dreaming or you feel you can't remember it, which is really what the case is because you all dream, you just don't remember, um, it's important to take the time to think about it a little bit. Give some thought to why am I not remembering? Those where you should, and a lot of times it is past life stuff. Sometimes it's just the inability to connect properly, which can be given to you and downloaded to you in a meditative kind of state. So if you're not dreaming, decide you're going to make it your business to see why. Um, go for a past life regression. See if, the, if that's the clue. Or stop doing meditation and asking for guidance. You are dreaming, Tammy. 
but you're not connecting the dots and remembering it. And we think it would be a delight for you to be able to do so. So take our advice a bit and give it a go and see how it happens for you. We think in your case it's more of a past life thing where dreaming caused you some sort of debacle that you don't want to repeat. All right, Veronica, that was our last question. And if you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, everyone, great questions as always, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy. We'll try to get your question on the air um, as soon as we can. And until then, just know what you're thinking. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. All of you are coming into, especially the planet, into a seasonal change where things are starting to warm up and this is the time of year when life is at its best. Seeds are planted, literal seeds and other seeds that are thoughts in the body. Take the time to look around and enjoy the rejuvenation of your reality through the seasonal moment. Go out and watch a flower bloom. Go out and walk through a garden. Go out and breathe in the warmer air, breathe in the sunshine, and use it to help your biology feel better and thus make your energy feel better in the moment. The world you live in, yeah, it's wrought with a lot of problems, but the problems are usually between the incarnates upon it. The planet struggles just to be. The planet struggles to rejuvenate and grow and create magic everywhere you look. So become a little better friend to the planet. Spend some time with it and watch how magically nature rejuvenates itself, reinvents itself, and becomes more and more beautiful every day. The earth is a good place. It is the Garden of Eden that you all chose to come to. Don't let the incarnates upon it who are not participating properly mess that up for you. Take some time to appreciate what you've incarnated into. Now, we're not talking dramatics. We're not talking people. We're talking the planet, the grass that grows, the flowers that bloom, the birds that fly overhead. There is great beauty that can help balance out all the nonsense if you let it. So spring is here. Decide to become a part of spring. Decide to become a creator. Decide to plant seeds and nurture them and make them grow. And that's literally, but also mentally, emotionally, and physically. Enhance your relationship with the planet. We don't think you'll be disappointed. Thank you, Veronica. As always, a beautiful message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more updates and more questions. Until then, have a good weekend. Bye-bye.